and welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. This is Nick. And Janelle. And uh, this is another broadcast of Beyond the Vow. And we are, how many days do we have until Christmas? Christmas is Sunday. So seven. Six. Six. T minus six. I'm not good with math. Well, anyway, I'm pretty sure I can support you in that, that it's minus six. We're getting close. So here you got Christmas around the corner. We just had Christmas at your your parents' house. We did. Um, since we kind of split, um, we do a we do a split custody. <laughs> I was going to say shared custody. Shared custody of the holidays. <clears throat> we we alternate, and then we got my folks, which will be this weekend. Oh man! So we drove up there, and uh, we got to kind of run around in the uh, Indiana Indianapolis area and wherever else we went, and um, we come back. Uh, and then we got we got a little bit of snow while we were we up did. there. We got a little tiny bit of snow. It was enough to whiten everything. Learned that the van does really well in snow. Yeah, that's really nice. That's something I, I didn't. I hope we didn't wouldn't have to test, but you got to test it, and uh, good that that ended okay with you. And um, and then this coming Saturday and so here's how it happened. Me and and Garen are walking out of work with with a coworker, and there's another person behind us who works downstairs in the urgent care, and we're talking. And this person's like, oh, yeah, I was like, uh, uh, wonderful. I was talking about, I said, yeah, you know, we had snow the past couple of days in Indiana or a day or so ago in Indiana. And, and she pipes up and she's like, well, the news says that we were supposed to have about five and a half inches of snow in this area Saturday mm-hmm. and a Sunday. And then your it's mom so basically kind of confirmed that they're, they're getting something as well. And it's like, man. I don't know how everybody feels out there, but the older you get, the less magical the snow is, and the more that's what you think. The more of an inconvenience it is. It's not for me. Here's why: in the medical field, I don't care if there are fireballs falling from the sky. There, there are robots and aliens duking it out in front of you, and the Earth is exploding. You're going to work. If you're in healthcare, you're going. There's nothing you can do about it. You are going. There is no. I'm going to call off for inclement weather. Oh no. If you are going and people out there that work the medical field, they know what I'm talking about. Cause I mean, you have got to be there. You have to be there. I'm going to jump. You don't. Oh, well, I mean, you can remote in. Uh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, with the advent of COVID, with the whole thing of COVID is showing up that created the whole, um, the whole, like, we had the capability to work remote all along. A lot of people did. It just wasn't a thing until COVID. Yeah, but then COVID just really pushed everybody to that area. Now you do you do have the ability to work from home because applications that were available that companies had not invested in, guess what? They invested in. So when COVID hit, that's the first time I think most of us at the hospital ever heard of DoxyMe. I Is love DoxyMe. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, and then here's this thing called Doxy Me. And then here, uh, Zoom made it. Overnight, Zoom becomes a sensation. And like, I had never heard of Zoom. A lot Everyone of people haven't zooming. heard of Zoom. Everybody uses Zoom. Or people are switching to Microsoft Teams, which I think a lot of the healthcare fields are starting to kind of go towards Teams because there's, there's a, a form of encryption there. Mm. So they feel like it's a, a bit safer. Speaking of something interesting, um, and those of you that are in the medical field, this will, this will impact you at some point. Right now, they're in Congress uh, 
to, to they're discussing regulations for basically um, standardizing, um, if you will, network security for hospitals. Because you have hospitals out there that are like, oh, yeah, we got patient data and, uh, oh, we got, oops, we got hacked. And then you find out there really wasn't much there protecting the network um, or, or whatever kind of reason there could be. And just as they have been standardizing the EHRs, which is like an electronic uh, health record software. So those of you that are familiar with it, you know, you've heard of Epic, you've heard of Cerner, you've heard of Meditech. Um, and th those, I think those are kind of the th big three that are out there right now. Meditech's really popular just because it's kind of a cheaper option. A lot of people view Epic as like the thing, but it's got an Epic price tag along with it. <laughs> so um, those are a like a government regulated, like a government approved program to use within the hospitals to kind of help push along that whole interconnectability between you know, hospitals out there, this stuff is becoming standardized and our hospital had to switch over from what they were using, which was kind of a grouping of like three or four different things over to Meditech. Why? Because guess what? If you don't do that, you lose government funding. So at some point from what I'm reading, that's going to happen. And every day I do this little cybersecurity evaluation that I, I, I kind of do. Like I'll, I have journals and articles that I go to and I kind of read through these to kind of get an idea if there's anything coming down the line that I should be aware of. And uh, that I think that whole process of the government having certain EHRs that are mm -hmm. approved, I think there's going to be a cybersecurity process uh, something along the lines of cybersecurity, network security, that's going to come along as well. It's probably a good thing. It, I, I think so. We actually had a discussion. I had a discussion with some people who worked about it today. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, in, in one side, that's a good thing that you are now saying, okay, all hospitals have to have this bare minimum mm -hmm. and from these manufacturers and uh, uh, for network security. Because as a patient, I should, I should... I shouldn't have to worry about the worst thing you could have happen is all of a sudden you're told, Oh, I'm sorry. There was a data breach. Guess what? You get three years of uh, identity theft protection. Uh, we're going to pay for it for three years. And then guess what? After that, you're on your own. Right. Because that's a lifelong thing yeah. that you're going to have to deal with. Yes, now. exactly. And, and there's been people that I've, I've known that that's happened to them. And um, so that's really annoying when it happens and it's a serious, it's really serious deal. So all of a sudden, you're basically telling hospitals, okay, you're going to have to take this a little bit more serious now, and you're going to have to have this tier level of uh, network security software, or you may even have to have personnel with these certifications on staff. And, and when I, a lot of people go, well, what does a cybersecurity person do? Well, I'll tell you, the, the bulk of it is monitoring logs and uh, being able to try to go through traffic and pick that traffic apart through the network uh, what's coming and going through the firewall. <clears throat> the firewall is basically just like a, it's kind of what it is. It, it's, it's basically only specific traffic is supposed to be able to get through, but sometimes a, a, a hacker can uh, mimic something else to slip through or may find a vulnerability and will get in through that firewall. And so your job as a cybersecurity um, you know, employee or, mm -hmm. you know, official or whatever you want to call it 
with those, with those uh, certifications and credentials, your job is to be able to sniff through that and be like, yeah, okay, this is all normal. This isn't normal. What is this? And then detect it and then stop it before it gets too far. So I think something's, something's brewing right now. It's coming down the line. And I think there's hospitals and, and one, one of the coworkers and he, he, he will be listening to the podcast and he will, he'll probably mention this because we were discussing <laughs> it. He'll know. Uh, he had a, he had a good point. He said, okay, if you shrink, if you say I can only use this, this tier level of software to protect your network, doesn't that reduce the amount of targets that hackers will go after? True. Exactly. It does. True. It does. And, 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 because, and so it's going to kind of make it like, okay, well, if I look at this, this hospital over in Atlanta, Georgia, and this hospital in Portsmouth are going to be pretty much, uh, as a hacker, I'm going to go, yeah, because of the mandates, I'm looking like five years down the line. You pretty much bet they're going to be running similar stuff, mm-hmm. similar manufacturers. And if there's a bug in one, it might work at the other hospital versus this one. It, it just depends. So I, there's a lot that it's kind of an, it's kind of a, a, a new field, really, if you, if you think about it. Like, cybersecurity is something that has kicked up big time. Um, and it just, you, you go out and you look for IT jobs, and it is just, cybersecurity is in huge demand. Today I read that they had gone through a, a huge amount of these medical, medical facilities. I think it was medical facilities um, with their administration, 99% of them had suffered a malware or cyber or some kind of a cyber incident, Mm. 99%. So these hospitals are like, okay, well, insurance now says I have to have this on my staff. I have to have this protecting my, protecting my network. So I've got to get somebody in there that knows what they're doing. Um, Even if you have a program or people that you pay on the outside to watch things, you're going to have to start putting people in house too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a matter of time, and the government's going to come down the line and say, okay, you have to have this on your staff. You also have to have this tier level of programs uh, or software that kind of monitors things. It's coming. And I would say probably within the next five years, probably the, the network security sector is going to absolutely go nuclear because of the amount of people that are going to need to be hired. And it, it's going to be huge, mm-hmm. huge. So anyway... Um, I, why did I get on that? that I don't topic? know. I don't know why. But it was okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> went down that road. But I think we were talking just a little bit about uh, the hospitals and programs and whatever else. I don't know. There was, there was a reason why I brought that there up. There was a reason that you, but Man, I think I there was a, a little reason <clears throat> and then you dove down the rabbit hole. Oh, oh, we're talking about how you're able to work from home and stuff oh, like that yeah. through the snow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely handy, you know, that you can, you know, uh, do that and, uh, it's, it's, it makes it to where when snow does come down, maybe it's not as big a deal. But I will tell you this. Hmm. I find that being in the office is a lot better than working from home because I can communicate with my coworkers better. See, I don't. Like I mean, for in my. To in, my coworkers. In my field. <laughs> in my field. I got, I got somebody just next door over. Or I've got somebody across, like, if something's going up, I'll go over and talk to help desk. I'm like, hey, uh, you guys hear anything today? Is this and this going on or whatever? It's just easier rather than having to go to Teams. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you can type something. But people could be on the phone. They could be doing whatever. And I might get something 15 minutes later. It's not their fault. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't keep your eyes glued to your Teams constantly. So, um, anyway, I think that 
working remote has definitely been a wonderful thing. And so if bad weather comes through, can you do it for a day? Sure. You know, if you're able to get the majority, if you, or if you can get like major stuff done, like what I was working on uh, remotely mm-hmm. over the weekend, that was something major that, that had to be done. There was no one else to do it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I can do it remotely, that's just, that's a win all the way around. Yeah. I have a question. What's that? We get the snow. Are you going to pull me in a sled behind the truck? You'll be nice and warm. Why would I oh wait, do I don't have boots or coat, so never mind. Why would I pull you down the road in a sled? Because it's fun. I get pulled over. Just down our lane. You're not going to get pulled over. Do you have a sled? I think there's one out in the building. I will come up with a sled before Christmas. I guess I could do it once. The dogs would think everything had just gone to pot at that point when they see that happening. They'll think, what's happened? All right, it's a date. You better get. You better hope there's a lot of snow that comes down, and there's snow and network out network outage or anything, or I'll be crying. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of some wildness there. Um, so we're we're kind of getting into beyond the vow was founded. We founded beyond the vow with the idea of focusing on relationships. Mm-hmm. and the daily living and the things that go on and the struggles that you face as a couple and the victories that you go through, all of that. Uh, and sometimes we will deviate from that and hit the occasional topic that's out there. You know, mm-hmm. whether I've actually, I've got one that I'm going to do here before too long on the charismatic movement. Stay tuned for that. That's I'm a soapbox of mine. I'm here, I'm here to read the comments. <laughs> that's a soapbox of mine. Lord have mercy, the, the, the absolute atrocities and the misunderstanding and misrepresentation of scripture that goes through that, Lord help us all. There needs to be a holy crusade against that mess. And um, I, I'm, I'm going to address some of that because that's something I've bought books from these people. I've done all this research and I've got it all on standby, just waiting to pull it out for, <laughs> for a nice thing. For a good podcast. But anyway, that's coming down the line. There's also other topics that we're going to cover as well. But today, we're kind of going in line with that relationship. So here a while back, you all may remember, uh, a few episodes back, we brought out some topic cards. We have come across another set of cards. These are really, really good. There's actually, it's actually, who's the company that puts them out? Um, let me find it. I think it says talking, talking point cards. Uh, flip it over on the bottom. Talking Point Cards, uh, Outstanding Products, PTYLTD. So there's there's two sets of these. Manufactured in, in China. Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if that really makes too much of a difference or anything. But well, <laughs> it could. Who knows? So um, the, what we're going to do is we'll take pictures of these, and we will upload them to Beyond the Val tomorrow. Um, after this podcast goes live so that way you guys have access to these. There's two sets of these. I think that I saw one is called talking point cards for couples. The other is called talking point cards for Christians. Now, um, let me see here for the talking point cards for couples. Is there an age on yours? Do you see an age on the side? No, there is no age. There's no age limit for the um, talking point cards for Christians. There is one ages 17 plus 
for the uh, talking point for couples. Now, John MacArthur had actually left a recommendation for the ones for Christians and thought they were fun, fantastic, which is what so caused me. D.L. Moody. Yeah. Babe, D.L. Moody's dead. I know, but this, I mean, they put his comment on there. I didn't mean he left a, <laughs> I didn't mean he left a recommendation. I meant they put a comment on here. I just broke Nick. <laughs> D.L. Moody says these talking point cards are great. <laughs> My brain broke and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, good grief. Okay. No, D.L. Moody did not see these. They left no. a quote. Anyway, John MacArthur did leave a recommendation about the talking points for Christians, I believe. And the categories for those, it contains 200 questions, and there's four categories. Um, your faith journey, world around us, personal beliefs, and Bible truths. So here's what the one, the, the, the box that deals with um, Christians Talking point cards for Christians. If you're going to witness to somebody or somebody has a theological question or you just want to kind of deepen your roots, it gives you these topics to cover and then gives you scripture that points you in the direction of these topics. Now, am I going to say that 100% of this may line up with your own idea of your, let's say your own perception theologically? It may not. Maybe you disagree about something or, or whatever, but when it comes to the, the gospel message and your major talking points, this is actually really good. Uh, and then there are some other things that are listed as well um, that are really good. It just, it just gets you to where some of you may be familiar with The Way of the Master with uh, Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron. Super, super fantastic because, you know, you get to be like Ray, like Ray Comfort uh, well, uh, yeah, Ray Comfort, and, and seeing just how often he engages with people on the streets to uh, witness with them. And we actually covered, I think, some of his stuff at GBS during chapel one time, and uh, that was when I was first introduced to him and just how just how quick he is. And um, it's so good because it shows if you, if you exercise this ability, then uh, you're not going to lose it. You're going to strengthen it. And if people, you know, people demand an answer for you about the hope that's within you, you want to be able to give an answer. Mm -hmm. So these are really good. It's great. You're driving down the road, you're with your family and you start passing around the cards and have people read them and, and, you know, answer these questions back and forth. It gets you thinking, it gets you mentally exercised a little bit with regards to discussing your faith. It's just really, mm -hmm. really good. Now the one about couples, I'll pass that to you. That has topics in it, okay, that I would say um, there's a reason for why it says 17 plus, and that is because it deals with if you're a married couple, then they would only apply to you for obvious reasons. Right. So the categories here, same 200, um, 200 questions, four categories, get to know you, mm -hmm. our life together, diving deeper and something different. Mm -hmm. Some of them are life, um, you know, they're lighthearted, interesting Kind of like icebreaker stuff that mm -hmm. you and I may already know about each other. Um, but if you're using these when you're dating to get to know you, which is a good idea, um, it would be... But they had do have some. So we chose some from every single You would have category. to use some discretion, though. Even if... Let's say you're a... a, a, a like, I'm, I'm catering here towards a Christian couple here. It could be any couple, though. But let's say you're wanting to get to know each other and you use these talking cards. Obviously, if you are, 
if you are a moral person, there are some things you are not going to be engaging in until after you're married. Right. But you can take these cards and right. though you may not be engaging in it now. Right. Because we did. We didn't use cards, but mm-hmm. we talked about our ideal, what we thought we would want from each other in our, in our physical sexual relationship. Yep. Like we were just crossing those, like understanding the bridges that we, that we all had. Uh, and if we would cross those together, I don't know if that makes sense, but just kind of, just kind of understanding the groundwork in front of us. Right. Uh, instead of getting hit by it blind. Right. Um, So these, so I do feel like even though, even though you say use discretion, if you're not married, those can be topics that you talk about. Is this something I'm open to? Some of these, some of these cards are very specific about um, sexual things that you feel like that can be a talking point. Mm-hmm. To that makes me nervous. I don't know much about that. You know, getting to know and taking all all that shroud of secrecy. Yeah. Um, it may be a good idea to limit some of those questions to not when you're first dating, but to actually wait until it is a serious relationship. Yeah. So I think for conversation starters, we've had people inquire about the last set that we had, and this set's actually really good. This set is, and I found that a lot of the questions were the same. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Cause I had removed some of the stuff and there are, I had removed some of the questions from the other box that dealt with, um, past, past sexual encounters with other people. See, you and I didn't need that. Right. But that doesn't mean that won't apply to someone else that had those experiences, became a Christian and are now finding, doesn't right. mean that they, and that definitely should be talked about. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. I a hundred percent agree because the last thing you need is somebody's luggage being revealed to you. You know, after, your married, night, yeah. after you say I do, and you had no idea about it or whatever, it's yeah. good to get that stuff out and to make sure that person's going to accept you. I want to be light when, when I say this, but baggage and all. Well, it is bad. I mean, it is baggage. Mm-hmm. Every bit, every single person has baggage that they bring into mm-hmm. someone. And, you know, there can be sexual trauma that happens in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's very good to be honest about that. So just because they didn't apply to you and I, doesn't mean that that set of cards that I had listed, those questions don't need to be talked about. True. True. Um, yeah, because people have a variety of, they all come from a variety of backgrounds. And, and like you said, you may have been, you may not have been saved at that point and something happened and then you have to discuss that. These can be kind of a good icebreaker to open the door to that. Right. So, you may have been saved, made a mistake and had to repent too. True. So, I mean, there's all sorts of scenarios where those cards are important as well. They just didn't apply to you and I. I think it almost makes it easier for a couple to approach things like that mm-hmm. and discuss them. Especially if you weren't raised where it, sex was openly talked about. And see, that's, that's another reason why we're really like kind of high on these is if, and I know that, we, you know, I wasn't the only one and I've talked to other people out there and people coming from the conservative holiness movement. Um, and, and not just that area, other families as well. Mm-hmm. It's not discussed. Nothing, nothing said about it. It's taboo. Now there are some families where it's extremely open and sometimes maybe a little bit too much. Um, but 
for the most part, it seems like, especially in the conservative Christian circles, it's a very kind of closed thing. Nobody talks about it, and I think that has that has kind of allowed for even trauma within the movement to go under the radar mm-hmm. and not be addressed, or people to have just wounds that they've had to deal with for so long and not really have support within the movement because no one knows what to do with it. And you kind of get looked at as weird. You're not supposed to reveal your weaknesses. You're supposed to be... You're you know, not even supposed to have those thoughts before you get married. Mm-hmm. So... Do we want to sample some of these topics? We do. And I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to get my coffee real quick. You get your coffee. So you want to discuss a little bit about some of these before we get into them? Well, I mean, I picked, well, one category has two and the rest of them have three. I don't know why I discriminated against that. Get to know you one, but I did. So I picked two or three from each topic. Um, The get to know you cards talk about, it's just that getting to know you that perfect for first dates or new relationships. Um, Our life together is discussing future um, goals and dreams, um, how your family operates, all of those very practical things. And then the diving deeper um, looks past that surface. So that's where the diving deeper are generally, um, well, these aren't, our life... Our life together might actually be the one where um, there's more, a little bit more um, of that sexual content that didn't, definitely needs to be discussed. And what you guys hear is he has discovered a new coffee drink that he Absolutely. loves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All credit to your brother. Yes. <clears throat> it's phenomenal stuff. <clears throat> it's a cold brew okay. mixed with a little bit of creamer. So, should we dive into these? Let's do it. I'm going to try to be fast, like a little, like, I, I think I've tried to put too much thought into it, but we're really just trying to discuss these. How about when, we, you're, when you're answering these, just as, it should well, be what first comes into your, because generally what first comes into your mind is the true feeling. And then we alter that based on a response from somebody else mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. So here. Do, do I got to do this? You got to pick one. Oh man. Um. That blue one looks cool. Flip around. <clears throat> so do, do you I want answer? me to read it or do you want me to? Um, Are we both going to answer these? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's answer. do that. All right. So, oh, that is tough. No, there's no way. This is going to cause a fight because people are going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite relative from my side of the family? <laughs> Why? <laughs> we're not going to answer this. Yes, one. we are. No, we're not. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> okay, so I, well, so okay, so um, uh, yeah, good grief, yeah, but somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt. <laughs> you might have to, I don't know. All right, so who okay, these are some of the topics. Who is your favorite relative from my side of the family? Why? And I, you don't have to drop names, but if you just start, okay. if you start to describe th- certain traits, then I'm gonna know. Okay, so. This person, oh, do you want to play it like 20 questions? Sure. Okay, so this person, oh, you're going to know. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm just, you're, I'm, I'm, you're telling me. You're so, not quizzing me. <laughs> so I feed this person a lot. Okay, I got you. 
<laughs> I know who this person is. Yep. And it's not like they're homeless or anything. No, it's just no, no, no. They, they, yeah, it's, they benefit from the marriage easily. Yes, I have a... Because I'm, I hang out with them a lot. I have a very single brother-in-law who sometimes I feel sorry for because him doesn't seem to have very, very many ideas for lunches. So sometimes I send lunches. That's a really good thing. And let me tell you something. He appreciates it deeply. <laughs> he does. So, yes, I do enjoy hanging out with your brother and having him come along. And There we go. Him and I get along pretty good. That works. I do make him nervous sometimes when I open my mouth. <laughs> I think the first time he, he, he witnessed the wrath to come was the poor uh, U-Haul man on the phone. I'm not going to justify that anymore. And that was wild. I did what I did because it, it had to happen. <laughs> we were going to be walking. <laughs> All right, let's grab another one. Uh, let's do here this green one right here. Marshall won their bowl game today, so green appeals to me. Okay. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. You try to get out of that. What? We said we were both going to answer them. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right. Whoops. All right. So I have to answer that first one. Um. Oh my goodness sakes. Um. Okay. So. I think I don't necessarily have like a favorite person. I think there are traits of people that I find really interesting. And maybe as a guy, I tend to gravitate towards this person a little bit. Um, in that I see them as just flat out ornery and, uh, <laughs> they, they can come across as gruff and tough and everything, but I completely see right past that. And, uh, it's, it's who gave me the knife. So you're talking about my dad. Yes, I can. I can. <laughs> I can. Re, I can read him a bit like a book now, and I, I kind of know what's going on there. And I feel I, you know we can sit there and have conversations about stuff, and it's it's really good. And don't buy us a lighter that has an eight foot flame. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, so so mom made that mistake, and then. You went and bought yourself one. I'm very nervous for the next time we're together. We're sitting there in the living room with this thing, and he's turning it on and off, and he keeps refilling it because I think we're using so much of the butane or whatever's in it. And uh, and the next thing you know, we're like, yeah, that's great at lighting fires and stuff. And then all of a sudden, the conversation migrated over to, wow, that'd be great for self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> because you could adjust it. It's like an 8 or 10-inch flame coming out of that thing. Like, all you do is take that thing, turn it on, wave it across somebody's eyes, and it's like, ta-da, see you. You're out okay. here. You're done. You know, that's like, well, I'd hate to face that thing over a taser. You know, that thing's scary. You burn me alive. Good grief. We're out of control. All right, pick another one. Okay. You picked this one. If we could quit our jobs today, oh boy, what would you like to do? What would I like to do? Mm -hmm. Teach. Okay. I kind of, I, I probably have enough to even have, if there was such a thing as a minor in teaching, I probably have just about enough for that. And I actually had looked into uh, getting, doing the qualification course at OSU Okay. because they require a master's most of the time. They have since rescinded that because it's so hard to get teachers up to that level for masters. They now say, you can have a bachelor's in anything, but you have to take this like eight week or nine week course which I think is fabulous mm -hmm. to get you up to how to convey that material to your students and how to have a, how to grade, how to have a lesson plan, all that basic stuff that you really need. Because let me tell you, I've met people who qualify as a teacher academically and they're garbage. <laughs> Literally, they can't teach worth a lick. And I've known some people who did not have credentials who are the greatest teachers I've ever known. Right. So give those people an opportunity to get into the classroom, give them the eight week course to get them able to teach them how to, 
have a plan, uh, you know, a teaching plan and how to convey their material or whatever you need and, and get those people out there. Maybe they can make a difference, you know, instead of saying, you must have a master's, you know, I'm fine with people having great ap academic success and getting their bachelor's, master's, whatever, doctorate, mm -hmm. whatever is required. But when you set it that high, it, it like not a lot of people want to be a teacher right now because there's there's pay issues in a lot of places. There's You're, bad behavior. The kids are terrible now. That's what stopped me from being a teacher. Like I, I went so far along, even um, did student teaching that qualified as student teaching at a Christian school. Changed my mind eventually because of how horrible the kids were you in the public school system. Yep. No, there's no more teeth in discipline. None at all. All. So my mom was a substitute te teacher. I want to say it was in, she it was in Greensburg. I don't think it was Cincinnati. I can't remember where it was. Mm -hmm. It was when I was little. And she was told that she had um, a kid that wouldn't stop cussing. Mm -hmm. And she was told that you can't alter, you can't do anything to alter their home environment. Well, True. So um, she made, even though there was a no cussing rule in the classroom, you can't put teeth in it because that was altering their home environment. So she, and bad behavior. So she split the kids up into two teams mm -hmm. and let peer pressure do the rest. Mm -hmm. And they got, point. I think they started out with all of their points in the morning. And if rules were broken, they would lose their points. And some of those kids got rough on the other ones. She didn't have to do any disciplining. Yeah. The peer system did it. Well, one thing I think is so bogus about that that rule is by saying, oh, you can't alter their home or whatever. I don't need to alter their home. I just need to alter them. And sometimes a little bit of correction can help alter that person. And don't even get me started on this whole opposition defiance disorder thing. You know, I just... Uh, what, uh, I'm just going to put it this way. At the end of the day, a lot of this comes from a lack of corporal punishment. There, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I said it. Anyway, all right. And what would your dream job be? If you were not a social worker and you quit, what would it be? I didn't say what, what would you do. Oh. I would stay home and clean house. Oh, okay. You would have the cleanest house. Okay. If that's what you want to do. I would absolutely stay home and clean house. All right. Let's fire another one here. Okay. Uh, how about this one right here? Let's continue with the green theme. That one. <laughs> what is the room in our house that you feel most comfortable in and why? The office. And why? Because it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> well, because I don't need to have heaters in there. Like, okay, so we keep it about what? 64, 64. in here. You know, something like that. It's not cold. Like, uh, you know. It's, 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 it's cool, but if you want to feel a little cozy, what you do, you go in the office, you take both those computers, you, but one has a RTX 3070, the other has a 3080. And both of them are, are you know, I've got, one's an i7, the other one's an i9. And those things can put out some heat if you start to game with them or do whatever. You turn those computers on, you shut the door, man, it gets toasty in there before you know it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's great. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. So I'll be seeing you there in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't answer it. I'm getting ready too. Okay. What do you think my favorite room in the house is? Probably the bedroom because you can get underneath your cover and it's all cozy. Exactly. There you go. You know the really bad part of keeping our house at 64? What's that? Getting out of the shower. Yeah, it probably would be cold. It's a little cold. Yeah, it's probably traumatic. A little traumatic. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Uh, how about that? How about this one right here? This might be a doozy. <laughs> what is something you tried really hard to like but couldn't? Um, so coffee, I've, I actually like coffee now. I can't drink black coffee straight. I can do different, I can drink coffee if stuff's added to it. But one time a guy told me, he's like, yeah, you only drink it black. You can, you only, you, you, the way you drink it, a man drinks it black. And I'm <laughs> like, I'll try it. I cannot do it. It smells great. Tastes like trash. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. And everybody, like, I can't believe you're talking about coffee like that. It just does. And I think people get used to it because they drink it over and over and over because of peer pressure that they've had from other people over them that drink it like that. No, I seriously like it. Well, you know, if you like it, you go for it. But my opinion is, is it's like that. And I do like it iced, though. I like, I like iced, iced too. coffee. Mm -hmm. And I also make my iced tea just a little bit dirty, which means I add a little coffee to it. Well, I've I've gotten used to this, but if there's something that I tried to like, it would be um, yogurt. So straight up, the something so terrible is straight up, straight up like straight vanilla Dan and yogurt. If I put it in my mouth, I will gag. And that comes from when I was a kid where I was told you have to eat your yogurt or you can't leave the table. And I had to force myself to eat that. It was so terrible. That and sauerkraut. And guess what? I don't like either one of them to this day and I'm an adult and I don't have to eat it. <laughs> you don't. I don't. Now, I got fooled into sauerkraut when I uh, ate, got the Reuben one time or the Reuben from... Um, I may or may not have forgot to Arby's. tell him it had sauerkraut. Well, it. I was like, is something tastes a little funky in here, but it's not bad. And then she's like, oh, it's sauerkraut. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's not horrible, but oh, no, Dan and yogurt, vanilla is not going to catch me off guard like that. Oh, no, <laughs> I won't. It has a smell, and I, I gag immediately. I, I, I got it one time and tried to eat it because there's good bacteria in it and whatnot. Then I found out about kombucha, and I'm like, forget yogurt. I'm kombucha all day, which... I don't know why I like kombucha. Because it smells like feet. Yeah, it's terrible. Kombucha is horrible. Horrible smell. I can sit there and drink it if, if I'm eating dinner. It doesn't bother me at all. And people think I'm weird, but that's something that I just got used to. He hooked me on kombucha when we were dating. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in November-ish, he hooked me on that. And the first time he told me, he said, do not smell it. It smells like feet. <laughs> it's bad. It's like gym socks, sweat, pits. Everything mixed. A woman asked me in the checkout line at Walmart. She's like, what is that? What's it like? I was like, imagine you take a gym class and put it into a drink. I said, there you go. <laughs> it's the truth. Mm -hmm. All right. So mine is salmon. Salmon yeah. is so good for you. But I have, well, two bites will go down. The third one refuses. I cannot make myself swallow the third bite. So is this something you've had? Like, was there an event that caused you to no. like it? Just No, I can eat salmon patties okay, where yeah. they have the crackers and the egg, yeah. and, you know, all put together. Mm -hmm. I can eat a salmon patty, but like the healthy salmon that you put on the, the pine plank, mm -hmm. throw the salmon away and eat the plank. Like, <laughs> mm -mm. I cannot. What? I cannot. Can you do catfish? I've never had a catfish. You've never eaten catfish before? No, we were supposed to on our honeymoon, and we didn't make it to that oh. place. Well, uh, Texas Roadhouse or Longhorn would have catfish, I'm sure. But they're kind of mild, though. It doesn't have that salmon taste, does it? It can have a um, an, almost like an earthy kind of a there. There's an there's a bit there can be a bit of a fishy kind of aftertaste, but it's mm -hmm. like a different kind of thing that's involved there. Okay, well, um, you may salmon, like it. 
salmon for some reason. Three, now, I can eat cod. I love cod. I love flounder. Mm -hmm. I love grouper. Mm -hmm. I just <sighs> don't like salmon. It's like it's dense. Mm -hmm. I don't care for tuna either. I used to, but I don't mm -hmm. care for tuna. So you wouldn't like a tuna sub at Subway? Well, I can eat tuna salad. Okay, I got you. I think it's more of a texture than a taste yeah. for the salmon. So uh, what was that we had in Florida? It was, uh, was that, that was grouper? Well we, had, well, we had snapper down in the Keys, but then in, uh, oh, in Florida, Panama City, it was a uh, grouper. You yeah. had a grouper sandwich and I had that a flounder. That was good. That was really good. It was really, really, really good. Um, anyway, what's the next one? I'll just let you pick one. What's something you never confessed to your parents until much later that you can now laugh about? Honestly, I don't, I'd have to think about it because my conscience bothered me. <laughs> it really did. If I did something and um, I covered it up, like it didn't stay covered for long because once again, you grew up in the CHM and you imagine, yeah, you're going to go to hell at every corner if you do something wrong. Should you keep secrets from your parents? No, you shouldn't. But having that extra fear on top about missing the rapture and all of that, that definitely caused me to keep my slate clean. It really <laughs> did. Because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep with this on my on my chest or whatever. So I like my, my conscience would eat me alive. I had to get rid of it. I can't think of a single I can't think of a you single You never confessed thing. to anything? Like how far along? Like a day or so? No, like That's years later. No, no. Okay, so like my, I think our biggest one was the whole decorating my bedroom for Christmas. Right. We didn't tell my parents that for years because we weren't technically doing anything sinful. Yeah. So we wouldn't, even if the rapture <clears throat> happened, we wouldn't have gone to hell just for decorating my house, my room for Christmas. The rapture year. found you with pickles in your hand. <laughs> yes, I didn't tell that. Actually, maybe you, my brother and I were bad kids when it came to that. We didn't confess a lot of that stuff until much later. I don't know. I just, I think I'm, I was all, my conscience always bothered me. And the more I became aware of things in the past that I had done that were not right, I would clear those off the slate as they popped up. So. I'm not talking about sinful things. I'm just talking about things that your mama wouldn't have exactly liked. Yeah, I can't think of, I can't think okay. of anything. Well, apparently I was a bad kid because I don't know. I kept things from my mom. Okay. Fire another one. Okay. If you dropped everything and went on a road trip, where would you go? Alabama. No. He would go to Alabama every time, hands down. There's good people that live in Alabama, but it doesn't make Alabama good. <laughs> okay. It's, it's where terrible. would you go? Terrible. Literally, I pull up to an. I about ran over a dude's d d Doberman while I'm driving at some back road. <laughs> stupid Siri. No, not Siri. What's the navigation system on that iPhone? Maps. The maps or whatever. And it's just like, oh, I'll get you to Florida. We're going to go through the back alleys in the armpit of Florida. And so off we went through the armpit of Florida. And I mean, Flo Alabama is so old. The infrastructure looks old. You go and it's like a rusty automobile in every front yard. It's worse than West Virginia. It's terrible. I pull up and I about hit this guy's Doberman running across the street. There, like this is the contrast that you see. There was a beautiful home, gorgeous home, guy, nice car, everything. He's got the entire place gated, and a German. He's got not German Shepherd, but Dobermans that are kind of running around, and the one runs out in front of me. The guy next door is in a mobile home that's an absolute piece of trash. 
Everything is dilapidated, horrible. They got right next door. With cutoffs, yeah. I remember. And, and the dude's sitting there, his... he's got a gun out there, and he's cleaning it. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Is shoot the Dobermans? I'll do you a favor. I'm about ready to hit one. <laughs> I, I just, I was looking at that like, what kind of a contrast is this? Like, here's like, we live in the posh area, and then we down in the hood, all within 100, like, they're all within the, like, literally, you could throw a rock at the guy's house. They were side <laughs> by side. It's like, somebody obviously is in the money, and this other guy is not, but they neighbors. <laughs> You know, they're still neighbors. But they neighbors. They neighbors. <laughs> and then you go through there. I'm getting on a tirade. Lord have mercy. I knew you, this would come. In. We went to the we went to the crazy. Uh, we went to one of the uh, rest areas. Uh-huh. We pull in. There is a goat in the front yard of the rest area, right next to the highway. And I'm like, that's weird. Somebody's goat got out. I pull up and and I you know go to the bathroom. You go into the restrooms and the place looks like you're going to get shanked. And Bubba's after you. That's what it looks like. It looks terrible. And I come out of there, and somebody's already asking the lady who's like the manager. They're like, oh, there's a goat out there. Is it going to get hit? She's like, oh, no, that goat is out there all the time. He belongs to somebody. He gets calls all the time. He just eats the grass for us a little bit. They don't need a lumber. They have a goat. (laughs) He just just eats the weeds and grass or whatever around (laughs) there. He lives there. It's fine. And uh, what's so funny is when you hit the Florida state line, you realize how much Alabama has had to scrimp and save cash because you look at the berm on either side of the highway, like your pull off, this area you can pull off on and park your car. In Alabama, you get like three feet. As soon as you hit the Florida, the Florida line, it's almost like, hello, instead of three feet, you get 10 or something weird <laughs> like that. It's like, I mean, there is an extreme, there is a definite line, and you know when you've hit the Florida border, and it's like, welcome to heaven. You know, it's like, boom, it just everything changes. But, yeah, the infrastructure is very old, lots of rusty stuff in people's yards. You go through, how, we went through how many countless towns that were just rusty and were falling apart. Old, 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 lots of old, old stuff. Anyway, I wouldn't want to live in Alabama, and it gets severe weather all the time, just Forget it. No thanks. Nope. Not today, Junior. No, okay. Not doing Alabama. You're not going to go on a road, road no. trip to Alabama. I will go you to other places around twice. it. I will not drive through it. I will go around it next time because I legit do not like. Now, <laughs> if I ever go to a NASCAR race, I will drive down there to go to Talladega. Uh, that's the only reason I will go to Alabama. That's it. Okay. That is it. Every time I say Alabama, this is what happens. Yes. I start talking. I don't sing its praises at all. It's terrible. Okay, I would if I could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think I want to go to the Netherlands. That'd be interesting. Any reason? It's just really pretty. I think me and my camera would have a great time. Mm-hmm. Like Switzerland or the Netherlands, like. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, that's where I would want to go. Throw another one. Okay. If you could live anywhere in the world for one year, where would it be and why? I know the answer to this, I think. Do you already have an answer where you'd want to live? For a year? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm still thinking. I kind of feel like... Are we talking a country or... It could be anywhere. Anywhere <sighs> in the world for a year. I would say... Either, oh man, I would say Japan's high on the list. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, Japan is high on the list. I'm, I'm not a dude that's into like 
the, the anime cartoon scene necessarily or anything like that. I like the culture, though. And I like just learning about a lot of that. Um, South Korea is another kind of cool one. Um, England would be interesting, I think. Um, I think I would have fun with the guards. I'm trying to make them <laughs> Make way for the king's guards or whatever they say. <laughs> just run you over. Yeah, now it's not queen's guards no more. It's king's guards. King's guards. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be interesting. Now, the little place, there's a little area. I don't know what that is that's right there north of Italy. Um, there's an area north of Italy, and that's like where our ancestral homeland is. Okay. At least that's where our blood comes from. But that would be interesting to kind of go and, and visit. I've been to Italy, and I love Italy. Italy's really, really nice. It's I, also, could, I could spend a year in Italy, I think. Italy, though, be okay. Imagine this, if you will. Italy's very pretty, but it's very similar to Alabama. Oh, no. Why did it, you? It is, <laughs> if it wasn't for the attractions, it's like Alabama. The infrastructure, when, no. we were there, when we were there, the infrastructure, and it comes to like a lot of the houses and stuff, I was shocked at just how lower income a lot of these things were. And, and like the people over there, a lot of them, they make their living. I mean, if it was not for tourists, Italy would be really, it would be bad. Can I change my answer? What's that? I know where I would live for a year. Where would you go? Aruba. Oh, well, there you go. Aruba. All right. No, I know where you go. You live on a cruise ship for a year. That too. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. We'll do, uh, let's do like maybe two more. Okay. If you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which ones would you keep? Messenger. Mm-hmm. Amazon, mm-hmm. and probably, can I look at my phone? I don't care. I don't think this is a graded test. Yeah, Messenger. Ooh, man. Okay, let's do this. Let's go Messenger. So this is non-work-related stuff. No, you can only keep three apps oh, on your phone, period. Ouch. Okay, so we're talking about stuff that you have to download onto your phone, not what comes with the phone. Three apps, period. Man, you're making it hard. <sighs> Mail, Messenger, and Amazon. There. Okay. That way I can stay in contact with people, okay. I can get my work done, and I can buy stuff. <laughs> okay. I think the three that I would leave... Would be. Can't believe you didn't leave wise cameras on there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would leave my messenger. What are the ones I use the most? My Ovia and Spotify. I almost said Spotify. Because I can go to the I can go to my desktop and shop. But see, I can Amazon. go to Amazon and buy CDs, and I'll have them shipped to me, and then I'll play them. So there. I can still listen to my music. You can. Mm-hmm. You can also have your Spotify on your desktop. I guess. But I guess we're just focused on phones. It's just three apps on your phone. I guess. All right, one more. Okay. Um, what do you feel is the most romantic thing I've ever done for you? So it's a lot of things. Because I'm very appreciative of a lot that you do. To pin it down on one would be really hard. I think it, 
if I was going to list like a category or something, there is nothing more cool and just more wonderful than you're sitting there on the couch, you're super tired, and in here you come, and you've already got supper and a drink or something like that. It's just, it just, I don't know. It's just super. <laughs> it's just super nice. Or it's the thoughtful things that you do, like, uh, hey, I got your coffee, or uh, hey, I got cheer wine, or I got this, or what, and just letting me know that you got that. People think romance is all about sex and and, and, and everything else. No, no, that's that's you know that's romance. But that's honestly a small part of it. Mm-hmm. The big part of it is what you do for people day to day by day, you know, and maybe what you say to somebody. Um, yeah, I think just I guess if I could list a category, it's when you do stuff for me. Okay, it's really nice. You know, I'm kind of one of those people maybe that's wired that way to where if people do things for me, you know, it reaffirms. I guess I don't know. Okay, but, but I like that. Okay, so. Probably one of the most surprising is how you got me with this. Okay. So do you remember after I got my job at, I want to say it was SOMC, mm-hmm. and you got me something to celebrate? Do you remember what you told me when I came in from work? Janelle, I think one of the cats puked on the bed. I'm like, what? Oh, and so I, I go... Like buzzing back the hallway because I'm, I was like, okay, I got it, and I had the cleaning, the cleaning supplies in my hand, and I was going back to um, take care oh, of business, and it was yeah. chocolates and a, a little box full of flowers. I remember that. Was that a new Nick box? No, maybe not. No, that was just that. Actually, that little white box that has decor in it. Yeah, it came with flowers in it. Oh, I don't see. I'm that see, bad. See, and the other one. Yeah, I have a whole box of Nick. My Nick box. I don't remember. And then Nick bought me a box to put my Nick my Nick stuff in. There you go. I have um, an empty bottle of the cologne that you left at my house so that mm-hmm. I can make your the sweatshirt you gave me smell like you. Um, I've got the change that you left at my house the very first time you came to see me. You left it on the little banister there in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I left it there. Well, I knew I was coming back. For months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was coming back. Coming back. Yep. I had the little Tic Tac container that said, um, my main squeeze that you left by my desk. I still have the Taco Bell gift card stuck up there in the, in the glasses slot in the truck. I don't even know it why. It was just up there. And well, he's like, do you want me to throw it away? And I'm like, mm, nah, I'll hold on to it a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you, when you care about somebody, you, you know, you don't, you, you want to hang on to things that remind you of them. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's kind of the point. Kind of a, not referring to that, the, the Taco Bell thing or whatever, but just the topics that are presented. That little box right there, sometimes it can be, you could sit there and say, all right, let's get to know each other and stare at each other. Something like that can open the door and just create a conversation because we went through something like that that we found online mm-hmm. driving to Florida and we mm-hmm. were on that we were on that Florida turnpike it's like nearly endless and but we um we had that mm-hmm. and we were able to just discuss all kinds of stuff and learn a little bit about each other um and what we've talked about tonight is really just I mean it's just barely scratching the surface that box is chock full of really some some really heavy questions, mm-hmm. and then some that are lighthearted and fun, right. you know. Because you need both. You do, 
So I kind of like those. And what we'll do is we'll take pictures and, and put them online um, so that everybody can kind of look at them. And, and uh, if you like it, should we, should we put a link on there for people? I'll put a link on there. Yeah, we'll put a link on it to Amazon so that we can find them. Um, we need to create an Amazon storefront. I know. Why don't we? I'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll do that. And that way, everything we talk about, we can put in there. And mm -hmm. people can have access to it. So that way, it's easy for them to find. That's what we'll do. Well... I think I'm done. I think I'm done too. Tonight's just been kind of covering a little bit of those. We'll get into some other, uh, we got Christmas coming up, but I think we're going to, oh my word, will we even do anything this Thursday? If we do something Thursday, we may have to like pre-record it a few days early because Thursday we've got your birthday. Friday is going to be like family getting together for Christmas. Saturday may be everybody doing Christmas because on Christmas, everybody's going to have like six inches of snow almost. And then I can stay home with you. There you we go. can cuddle on the couch, enjoy the... And then you can finally open those gifts that I've been dying to give you. There you go. And then Monday, I think my goal is to, uh, I want to do PTO that day. And I think a lot of people are going to do that because it's the date. Now, there's a good chance that I may have to do work with that one application I told you about. Well, if you do, then you don't have to take your PTO. You yeah. can just do your... I'll have to work on it from home. So we'll see what happens though. I'm off on Monday. There you go. I'm jealous. But who knows? Maybe, I'll, maybe I will be. We'll see what happens. All right, so I don't know, not really a heavy evening, just, just yeah. kind of talking about a little product that we think is really good with helping mm -hmm. with a relationship to build it and to help you get to know each other. Um, and I'm still working through a book. Um, Nick has not started his. No. But it, it's a couple's book. So far, I am seriously impressed. There have been multiple topics in the first Actually, it wasn't even started into the chapter or into the book. It was just the the her explanation of everything. Um, it's a Christian woman who started being very open about what a Christian marriage should look like um, and dealing with the pure the purity culture and making sure that people were prepared. And um, the title of the book, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because I haven't seen anything yet that would. It's called um, The Good Girl's Guide to Hot Sex, I think. Um, totally written by a Christian author. And then it's The Good the good Guy's Guide to Sex 2, I believe is the male version. Which came about, about eight years um, after the female one because mm -hmm. she started out talking more toward um, women and then men wanted to know things too. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so she and her husband both wrote these books. Well, good. So I'm still working through some of those. And um, yeah, we got those reviews coming down the line as well. Yes. And I, I'm going to work on getting an Amazon storefront that way. Okay. There are some things that can go in there that um, we talk about or things that, you know, just a whole bunch of things. There you go. All right. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, folks, thanks for uh, sharing a little bit of your evening with us. And uh, we'll probably upload something. If we re if we record one early, it'll, it'll come at you on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, but if there isn't anything on Friday, then it's probably because we're just so busy with all the arrangements and everything for Christmas. Yep. But we're going to try to get something on Friday. But if we can't, we'll post it on Facebook. If you can't, if you want to see what we're into, uh, just go to Facebook, look up Beyond the Vow, and you'll find our Facebook page, and um, that's where we'll upload all this stuff. Nick is pretty good about updating that throughout the week too. Uh, I, I wish I was better. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was better. 
So, all right, anything else? I'm good. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in, and we'll chat at you later. See you.